0: everyone to coffee with a purpose today. I'm talking with Jordana from fashion innovation. And I'm super excited because Brian obviously was just recently on one of your panels at your uh, recent conference. And we were so excited that we could have him there speaking about print on demand. And uh, I, I love the story that you had met him years ago. And like, it was nice to see his progress. So thank you for taking the time to join us today. And thanks for always being a supporter of Guden. So we yeah. definitely appreciate it. So Jordana, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business that you run.
1: So um, my name is Jordana Kimarens, um, I was born and raised in Brazil, Egyptian parents, um, and I uh, am the co-founder of Fashion Innovation, um, and Fashion Innovation is a platform, we created it, started it, launched it two and a half years ago, um, and it's been like a whirlwind and a dream what has come of it in such a short amount of time. We really focused on three key pillars, which have been technology, entrepreneurship and sustainability when it comes to the fashion industry at large. Um, And so from the very first event, we were doing physical events in New York during Fashion Week. And we always brought in global leaders, CEOs and founders to really spark an entrepreneurial mindset in people. Um, And we were doing that till COVID. And then when COVID hit, we had to stop the physical events. We're like, what do we do? Pivot everything to online. And that's really when magic happened. So now we run digital summits. Which you do February and September every year during New York Fashion Week, um, and we now have you know reached hun- like over hundred thousand attendees in one hundred and thirty countries, but really maintaining in that mission of bringing together entrepreneurship, sustainability, and tech to the fashion industry, um, and it's been a really exciting journey.
0: So, uh, I mean, I was, the first comment I was just going to make is, is actually build it off of that. I mean, you have some great speakers. Uh, I'll, you know, we'll separate Brian maybe for a second. But, I mean, you get an amazing group of people that are connected through you. And, uh, you know, do you want to talk about that a little bit? And, like, how do you have such an amazing network? You like, I guess, why is everyone so passionate about following you? Like, what's your purpose?
1: So it's so funny because I never got into fashion really from my love necessarily of fashion, but for my love of people, I always say that because that's like, that's what I lead with. Um, I think about, so recently we had like this powwow with our team, like what do we brand ourselves as far as the slogan goes? And the first thing that came to our team's mind is we feel, the reason I say that is because the feeling of listening, of watching, of talking, and really like having an authenticity when it comes to those three key feelings that all of us like to share with one another as just human beings. That's what I connect with them on, like this human level. I think, like you know, we've had what you just mentioned. So we've had, like you know, Susan Rockefeller, Coca Rosha, Kenneth Cole, Diane von Furstenberg, VP of Google, founder of Shopify Plus. So it's super diverse. Um, and when we approached them, it was all it was the it was me with a cold email directly to them, not to their team just telling them my mission, like, you know, that I was empowered by people, that I wanted to really motivate people. I wanted to change the world through making fashion industry better. Um, And that was truly what I wanted, you know, and I think these big names are so used to like these corporate emails and this corporate way of being approached that when somebody comes to them with this, like, just hey, I'm here and I really want to better the industry, can you help me? It comes to them in this way where they're like, okay, well, no one, first of all, ever had the courage to approach me directly. And two, with this messaging, that could be actually something really cool. So I have a few minutes to listen to what she has to say. And then I think that through that transparency and connectivity from human to human, that's really how we've been able to do what we've done so far. And it may sounds super crazy to people or super cheesy, but it's the truth. So, really, I always lead with
0: people. It's just who I am. That's great. I mean, it, it, it's truly impressive. I, I love that story because, I mean, you're right. Like, most people, you know, reach out through their PR firm and it's yeah. like, oh, I got to get this booked. And yeah, I mean, just coming and yeah. just being like, hey, this is my stick, this is my thing, yeah. come help me. Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. Um, so much. Can, can you tell us a little bit about your own background and like, what were you doing before this and how did, like, what was the inspiration to kind of shift from what you were doing before to now building out this uh, platform?
1: It's so interesting. I think, I think it's been like a progressive thing. Like everything that's happened in my life was like a compilation to what led to this. Um, so like, I'm, I'm very unorthodox in the way I do everything like just from the beginning of my life. So like I chose not to go to college, not because I don't believe in it. I think education is great, but I just wanted right away to like deal with people. Right, it goes back to people. So, I did. I was oh. like, I worked a blockbuster video. I was a payroll specialist. I was a teller at a bank. I did real estate, like everything, <laughs> at the age of eighteen to twenty three. If you tell me something, a job, probably I did it or was. You did it. it? Yeah. <laughs> And I always would like, not that I would get bored, but once I like fulfill the challenge, I would be like, what's next? But I realized that in all of those jobs, what I loved most was dealing with the customers or dealing with, you know, and learning about their lives and asking extra questions so much that it's an ironic thing to say, but like when I quit the bank that I was working at, I had like a line of my customers that I would just give them the money every day, like with flowers and bears and where are you going next? Let me follow you because I knew their children's name. I knew like what they were up to if they were sick. Yeah. So like, you know, that that's what really led me to like, I guess being successful in everything I had. And then I got into PR um, when I was 23. I learned that PR existed. I didn't even know what it meant before, but I I bought this book PR for Dummies. <laughs> and it's all a true story and I read the whole book and I was like this is this is what I'm supposed to
0: do. you're like people actually get paid for this
1: <laughs> I was like I got it but then for this <laughs> job that was like impossible to get because they wanted college degree and all the stuff that I didn't have but I emailed the president directly I started this cold emailing back in the day when I think of it and I was like my name is Jordana I just read PR for dummies true Sorry, I know that I can do this job, give me the opportunity. So he calls me in for an interview because he's like, I've never in a million years gotten an email like this. I just want to meet you to see who you are. And talking he's like, I see the passion. I don't know if you could do it. I'll give you the job. I'm not going to pay you. You do it for three months for free. And if you can do a good job, I'll give you the position. I took it. And I literally, he'd be like, write a press release. I would Google press release and go. And, And three months later, I got them into like Teen Vogue and Men's Health and like a lot of, public- wow. eight, eight national publications. And when we went to Vegas for a trade show, it was Nina Ricci, Porsche Design, Lawn Vod. Those are the brands that I was PRing at the time. Wow. Um, And they were like, congratulations, we're gonna start paying you. But the minute they said that, something clicked in my mind and I'm like, wait, if I could do this for them, I could do it for myself. I could be an entrepreneur. I'm just going to open a PR agency. So I said, no, thank you. I quit. And I started my own company. And so 15 years, I was like a freelance one woman show, but I started a PR agency and I would just help emerging brands with everything that I was able to do for them. I did for emerging brands. And I traveled around the world and I did pop-up events, but because giving back was always super important to me, I would always take a brand, take like Give bones, Make-A-Wish, like F Cancer, like a lot of different organizations that I was supporting. And I would put them together so that sales would be made and money would go to those organizations. So that's what I did for 15 years. And then when I met my husband, who was really into technology and entrepreneurship and he's like, can we mix our worlds? I was like, impact, fashion, technology, entrepreneurship makes sense. Fashion innovation was born. So it was wow. an interesting journey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. That is uh, quite the quite the journey to get there. And I mean, yeah. it takes uh, chutzpah, right? To uh, say no to a job and <laughs> just be like, hey, I'm going to do it on my own, right? So and uh, it was
1: but... hard. It was not easy. Like I always preface this because. I had to sell jewelry to buy Vovita cheese and bread and have cheese like, sandwiches every day for a year and live like in the project <laughs> with like a 200 square foot apartment and a lot oh, of I yeah. would like cry myself to sleep like what am I doing like does this <laughs> make sense, um, but you know after like a year of just like you know I would go up to people and be like can I do your PR and they'd be like well I don't know you and I'd be like how much you how much are you willing to bet on me they would say like a hundred dollars I'd be like I'll do it give it to me let's just see what we can do and wow. then that I just like went and went and went and then yeah so it's pretty crazy it's been a crazy journey
0: so are you are you uh, I, I guess now are you doing any PR still or yeah. are you you're a hundred percent in on this
1: yeah, I'm full-time fashion innovation But funny enough, a lot of people now approach me and they're like, can you do my PR? Are you still doing PR? Um, so actually, it's something we're even contemplating. We're like, maybe, even though it's not going to be the face yeah. of what fashion innovation is, internally, we hire a team, yeah. I train them, and then we can have the team help these like brands or technology companies that are doing impactful things in an industry. We can do that in-house as something, not something that we promote, but something that we can offer. So, because there is a lot of that demand coming in yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's something, you know, we were, as we grow, we're seeing like what makes sense and what doesn't, but yeah. So, but well,
0: that's. Uh, I, I guess sitting here today, you'll have this on tape, so to speak, but Hey, that sounds like a great program uh, for Gooden. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll be a customer. So that's, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. Because. I, I, I mean, just from our own seat, right, it's hard to get into some of these places and, you yeah. know, it's, it's hard because you have to know the right people and and, and so on. So if you yeah. decide to go that route, keep us in mind. Uh, we'll, definitely, <laughs> uh, we'll definitely, uh, you know, try to work with you. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things, you know, we do have a big network of folks uh, that we reach, you know, through good in here and so on. And so the question I have to you is like, how can we broadly help you uh, be successful with your business and how can, you know, we be supporters and what do you need from us? How can we, yeah. how can our community help you?
1: I think that the main reason, I mean, you know, my story, like me personally as people, but us as a company is like, the industry needs to be shaken up a bit it needs to be disrupted there's people doing it in different facets but when we hear the word inclusivity i feel like there is a lot of it being you know done but there's still so much more if we're going to speak full inclusivity and that even comes to like you know fashion being exclusive i think that needs to change it needs to be inclusive and for that to happen we need to all like be open to letting like the doors open to people that are not necessarily in fashion to come into the fashion space, to be able to share ideas. Because I think even with technologies, you know if somebody builds a technology that it's funny the first event we had, we had NASA as like what the directors of right. NASA were. Um, And everybody's like, NASA and fashion, like how does that even make sense? And it makes so much sense because so much technology that's used today in fashion brands come from technologies right. from NASA. So, but a lot of people don't know that, right? So right. bringing, so I think what I would say like to support us is a few things. One, we love to know of anything that's like, new and developing. And even again, if it's technologies that are not born into fashion or even different industries that maybe have things to bring into the fashion space, we want to be that disruptor to talk about it to our brands and to the fashion industry at large. Um, and then just like, you know, attending our events, because I feel like we bring in these amazing speakers like we did with Brian at Guten and everybody else that I mentioned. And even, you know, aside from bringing in the big names, we always have the startups and the scale ups because again, that goes for full inclusivity and in conversation. Um, so really for us, it's just, it's free for everyone to attend. So it's just like the more people that we have right registering to attend our events, the more we can get the message out and the more the message will get like triplified as far as who else hears about it. And that's how we make real impact. So really, that's what I would say as far as like, you know, what people can do.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll definitely uh, make sure that we get the, the message out. And especially as your next events come up, we'll definitely help you uh, promote that. I mean, because it's great that, I mean, you're making it available for free because, like you said, so much of this is, you know, oh, it's exclusive. And like you look at like some of the other big fashion industry events that yeah. they're so expensive that like especially like startups don't have yeah. two, three thousand dollars to yeah. go for two days to a conference. You
1: yeah, know? Totally. So, and also um, I think like- that's great. Yeah. And if it's always industry speaking to industry, we could speak until we're blue. And a phase change will never be made because the end consumer has no idea what's going on. That's right. You know, and so we're always trying to figure out even, and this is something if anybody, I love, I love people once again. So contact me with ideas, but
0: like,
1: (laughs) like when it comes to educating the end consumer, there are people trying to do it, but they still use these for, I'm going to say big words, because for the end consumers, sustainability is a huge yeah. word, even for industry. Yeah. So I think we need to, like, bring it down to, like, a third grader, like, you know, knowledge, basic, like try to explain it as if they were explaining it to a child to really get everybody to understand and want to be on board with changing their purchasing decisions. So yeah. that's a really big part of why we make this free to everyone. Cause we want that if somebody who's just interested in fashion knows of our event, we want them be able, to be able to be in the audience. You know, yeah. it's important for us just as it is for the business to be there as it is for the end consumer to be there too.
0: Definitely. Well, and, and, uh, you know, I especially love the topic of sustainability, you know, it's obviously something we care a lot about at good, but like it, it's, you know, I, I feel like the industry almost doesn't like celebrate the little wins around it. It's like, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. It's like either you're a hundred percent fully sustainable, yeah. which is like the, that bar is so high to become that, like that, like you lose all the little things that people are trying to make progress on, you know and like we don't celebrate those wins it's like hey we're cracking the nut we're making progress you know and you get like people just going, no you're not sustainable then like you can't say you're sustainable it's like come on like give people some credit and encourage them
1: totally i was just talking to conrad he's the founder of the scandinavian mind um which is a Brilliant like platform for sustainability. And he was saying there's a new term instead of greenwashing, green hushing. And green hushing meaning like exactly that when people are making incremental steps towards sustainability instead of being applauded, they're being like, Oh, look at them, they're greenwashing. But it's not necessarily that they're greenwashing, yeah. they're just taking part of what they're doing as sustainable. They're not saying we're fully sustainable, just right. that we're sustainable or we have sustainability efforts. Yeah. I think that. I totally agree with you. I think the whole thing is like too much, and we're never gonna. It's hard for a huge. People don't understand how difficult it is for like a really big brand to become fully sustainable. It's it's yeah
0: and yeah it's well and yeah. and I mean like at some point you know, packages have to go on a ship or a plane or a boat, yeah. you know, or a car. It's like, okay, you're going to get like slammed for like, oh, you like, how, like, am I supposed to put it on a horse? But then the yeah. horse has to, eat, like, like, how do you, like, you can never win the battle. Yeah. So I, I think we do need to celebrate the little yeah. wins and sustainability mm-hmm. and so on. I don't All agree. right. All right. So let's shift gears. I got my little uh, lightning round to learn more about you. So it sounds like you've had a ton of jobs, but like uh, what was your very first job that you had?
1: Very first job. I worked at Blockbuster Video.
0: So you're renting uh, VHSs? People, yeah. And so, yeah. Nice. People would
1: come in on Friday night and be like, I want to watch a funny movie. I'd be like, let me, I have the perfect movie for you. All
0: right. What was the best Jordana pick?
1: Back then, that, uh, Oh, man. I have to think about movies. I mean, my mind. I feel like I'm 40. <laughs> I was 18 or 17 and I had that love.
0: <laughs> no worries. No worries. If it comes to you, let us know. Um, all right. What's your favorite restaurant in any city in the world? Like if you could go to one restaurant tonight, where what would that be and where?
1: Barbunia in New York City on Park Avenue. It
0: yeah. is
1: it is the best Mediterranean food, like hummus and oh, it's so good. And then they play Arabic music and on the weekends it's bottomless brunch. So but it's like five star food with wow. bottomless mimosas or champagne or bellinis. It is like the best place on earth. It's like my uh. head. <laughs>
0: I got to take this question off my list because it just makes me hungry. <laughs> like after this, <laughs> I'm going to go get my peanut butter and jelly sandwich here. It's <laughs> like Not quite the same. All right. So um, since we've all been sort of quarantined in for the past year, a little over a year now, uh, what conference do you miss attending the most? And, uh, you know, is it one of yours or is it another one? So...
1: I used to attend one and I haven't in a while because I mean I had two babies back to back in the last three years or four I should say but prior to that uh, cosmopolitan magazine they used to do this event called fun fearless female and then it was like fun fearless entrepreneur and it was a three day event where you would go and it would be like the most incredible women founders on stage, but they would really like make it interactive to where you could speak to the entire team at the Cosmo staff and the speakers. And then they would do like, it was almost like a New York fashion week, but based on entrepreneurship and just like spark ideas out of people. And I, it was so well done. Like it was definitely one. And I, I didn't, I didn't even look at the price. Like at times, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was pretty yeah. high there for the, yeah years ago but I just loved it so much it didn't matter what price they put on it I was like buying like as soon as it went I was like I need to be there so it was really good like it was that's
0: definitely awesome.
1: yeah I loved it
0: that's awesome yeah well hopefully they'll bring that back sometime soon yeah <laughs> um hopefully we'll all get to go to conferences in person yeah. soon <laughs> um uh-huh. So the next question I have uh, is around kind of three uh, technologies or services. So one, do you use lunch club? Do you use product hunt or, and, or do you use clubhouse and sort of uh, why? Uh,
1: I've been, I've been really intrigued by clubhouse. And what's interesting, like at first I was like, this is, I don't know. I was on it for eight weeks. And what I found is that it took me like years to get, like over that thousand hump of my personal Instagram page. I was like, this is so hard. And on Clubhouse, eight weeks later, I'm almost at 1100 followers. Wow. So it was amazing to see that. And what I found is that like when you go on Instagram, you could post like until like, I mean, you could post so much, but if the right people are in scene, it's really hard to get like algorithms and all that stuff. But what I love about Clubhouse is that I go in rooms where it's not a fashion target it's not even tech sometimes it's like I'll I'll go in like venture capital room and like marketing rooms and I'll go in and I'll listen to what they're saying and then sometimes something will spark in me where I'll be like I think I have value to add and I'll raise my hand to go in there and when I do I'll say something that again comes from the human side of me of just like logic and then if they like what you say they'll keep you on stage and then you really interact with it's really cool. Like I, I, I actually, I think it's here to say, I don't know what Mark Cuban, I know he's coming out with fireside, which would be like a competitor to clubhouse. So I'm curious to see what that will be like, but I just think it's like a really, it's a way to really bring again, to showcase who you are. People are either going to buy into what you're saying and like what you're saying and follow you or they're not. So it's not about posting pretty images or figuring
0: out. Yeah, all yeah. products,
1: so I love that about it. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. And then uh, lunch, have you ever used lunch club or do you know? Oh,
1: you
0: gotta use it. It's such a great service. It's like a, a, it's like a a meetup service for business professionals. And so it it actually started uh, before uh, clubhouse clearly. Uh, But like you basically post your profile and their uh, AI matches you up with like one other person to have like a zoom call each week. And it's it's a free, It's a free service. I'll send you. You have to have yeah. an invite code, so I'll send you my invite code. But yes, um, please do. Please it's please. awesome.
1: That's amazing. I love that.
0: And their AI is so good at how they match you up with people. Like oh I, I, I walk away from one every time, and I'm like, how did I not already know this person? So,
1: I am so excited. Please send me that information. I will. And uh, I have to say, I, I was on the phone with someone just really yeah. quick. They said yeah. that AI. It's going to be, right, by 2025 or 2027, they they think, this person I was talking to, that AI will be like running like 90% of supply chain when it comes to fashion. So it was an interesting thing to hear. So it's it's crazy. That can do. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Um, all right. So uh, kind of wrapping up on a few things. Um, so what do you think the hardest lesson you've had to learn in business is?
1: That you can't do everything yourself. I think that's been a big, like, you know, as many like. Have you tried? (laughs) In the beginning, beginning I was doing a lot, and I'm still learning to delegate certain things because I'm learning now that, you know, we just hired like our first group of full time employees, which is super big step for us and super exciting. But before that, And even now, like now I know I have to delegate because we just keep growing. And if I don't keep delegating, there's no way that we can grow. And I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs go through because you're like, if I don't do it, it's not going to be done the way that I want it. I don't like it as much and all that stuff. So that's definitely
0: the hardest thing that I've, I've come to realize. Yeah. 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 Definitely as an entrepreneur, it's like, no, only I can do it in <laughs> yeah. the perfect exact way. So yeah. <laughs> you, you don't scale uh, too quickly. At, no. that at <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you kind of talked on this before, but maybe we'll just circle back on it. But what was the most important business accomplishment you think you've had so far? whether with Fashion Ovation or before, like, uh, because you've done so many different things.
1: Um, I think, honestly, I think I'm blown away to today, like with Fashion Ovation, you know, we're up to, we've had now 470 speakers just in two years of launch. And what I'm blown away by is when I get calls from like these huge names that people are, like, Asking us for our advice and things, like when I go to lunch with, like I have sometimes. Sometimes I have to like step back because every we all get that like imposter syndrome at times, and sometimes we at right. lunch with someone that like I'm looking around. I'm like, why am I? Here? <laughs> like it's me. And they're asking me to work with them, and I'm like, what are people thinking? Like we probably like who is this person? You know. So <laughs> it's been amazing, like to look back at what we've done in just two years and how people have. Embrace us in such a big way to now even consider us to be experts and I just spoke at the London School of Business and I got invited to speak at SCAD and like I'm doing a keynote for like Italy Tech Fashion Week like I'm like it's crazy like to think that in two years of building this and you know now people like are inviting us to speak at these places where you look at the other speakers and you're like okay like I'll do it but you know and so that's something that it's been definitely an accomplishment because I, you know, it's something we worked so hard to do and it's, it shows, you know, that we're onto something big and awesome. So it's been super exciting. So I think that that fashion innovation by far, I think it was all my life lessons like put into one, you know? Yeah.
0: That's great. That's awesome. And obviously kudos to you and, and, you know, continued yeah. success through that, uh, final question for you. Uh, if there's one person you could still meet, who would that be? Uh, it could be living or dead. Who would you like to meet most?
1: I'm going to go with, there's so many people. I'll throw off a random one just because I think it's yeah. interesting. So Will Smith, um, I the, like, fresh, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you know,
0: Wasn't expecting that one.
1: <laughs> I know. That's why I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw people off. Right now. <laughs> so I think the reason is because so I wrote my first book that's coming out in two months.
0: Um,
1: oh, wow. Yeah. So the book is to humanize homelessness using the voices oh, wow. of the fashion industry. Um, wow. What I love about Will Smith is the way he portrayed. His character and I can't think of the movie now, but the movie where he was homeless with the boy, boy. you know what movie I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah,
1: Happiness. Yeah. Um, and I just like even listening to like his story and how he prepared for that movie and like encompassed like that feeling of having nothing and building onto something. Um, I just think he's an amazing actor, but I think it's a lot more than just him being an actor. I think he really feels his roles, and I just think I don't know something about him just tells me there's a lot more to him than what we, when you mentioned Fresh Prince. So like, it's just someone that I have curiosity to learn more about his life and the why's behind why he became what he became. Um, yeah. yeah. So random answer, but
0: that's actually nothing wrong with random answers. That's a good one though, actually, and, and very thoughtful. So that's yeah. cool. So uh, the fresh prints. So we'll, we'll have to give him a sh- we'll have to give them a little shout out. Tag him. Tag him when we post. I will definitely tag him. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Jordana, thank you so much for joining us today Thanks and sharing Carol. some of your time and your background with our group of folks. And we'll Thanks make sure as we publish this out, we'll tag you and let you know when it's available and stuff. Uh thank you so much for your time today
1: thank you so much and this and is and for,
0: oh go ahead, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no and this no. is another, this is another example of like the imposter syndrome thing like when you i get asked to be on these podcasts and thank you so much for the honor of, of, course, of having of course. In my story but these are the types of things that i'm like you know it's so cool that like you know your life's journey are things that Regardless of who you are, we all have a journey that can inspire others, and so I commend you guys so much on the work that, one, you do with the technology to really improve sustainability in the space, but two, really bringing people's personas and stories out, because that's what, you know, is a huge part of what we need as a world, so you guys are doing phenomenal, and I thank you for the opportunity.
0: Well, thank you. And I'll, I'll just say, you know, that comes from Brian, you know, he's such a, an amazing CEO. Like, you know, I knew him as a friend before I joined and, you know, as he, as I learned his leadership style and the thing that he always emphasized to me was like, you know, Yes, we should really know our craft and we should be experts at it. But the thing that we should also be is experts at knowing who the experts are so Mm -hmm. that people can feel comfortable coming to us and know that, you know, they'll get an answer, you know, for whatever they need, um, whether we deliver it with our skill set or we'll know the right people. So, Um, It's important for us to, you know, connect with the broader community and probably much like yourself it's, it's not limiting to just like oh we can only talk to people in fashion or we can only talk to people in print on demand or something it's you know it's trying to be as broad as we can to learn from you know experts across all fields and disciplines. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And for everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for more and exciting and interesting executives that we'll have here on Coffee with a Purpose. So thanks everyone. Bye.